Okay, Leon said he wants to come pray for Donnie. Father, thank you for allowing us the opportunity to sit under the teaching of Dani. Father, you know what you've placed on his heart, that he's going to massage into us, Father. Dani's got this caring ability to show us how to do it, what your words are, what you need, what you need us to hear. Father, I just want to pray that you can keep him grounded and focused on what the message is, Father, and that we can have open ears, open hearts, and open minds to receive the message. Amen. Amen. Leon. It wasn't just his birthday on Monday. It was his 40th birthday. Give him a huge round of applause. Jy is my heel beste, vierigste maaikie. Alright, good morning everybody. Goeiemorgen. Trust you all are well. And uh, well done for venturing out on a nice cool day today. It's a bit cooler than yesterday. and so. But this morning so far has been very special. And uh, God's definitely been moving and it's just, a, just amazing. Um, so, no, I don't have a presentation. When I saw... Your Andre is prezi. I thought, no, no one's going to top that. So we rely on the power of God to move this morning. All right. No, I'm just joking. So the previous week, I was actually here, but last week I wasn't here. So I didn't know what your Andre was preaching, preaching on. And, uh, and then he sent me his presentation. So I had a quick look, look through it. Um, so Roland was preaching on the process of salvation. And then, can you all still remember that? Okay, so if I call you now, you'll be able to give me some points from there. No, I won't do that. And then Johanre was preaching on adoption. Okay, and then the process of adoption, um, salvation, sanctification, justification, regeneration, and, and, and goes on like that. Senior Johanre, get the cake, eh? I saw that, okay. All right, so, so salvation, then there's a process. And then one of the biggest things that I see we, as Christ followers and non-Christ followers are struggling with the most is the whole thing of renewing our mind. Because if we believed what the Word of God says and what God says about us and who we are, and we truly take hold of that and we live in that, things would be way different in the world and in each and every single one of us. And so this morning, I want to I touch on the whole concept of renewing our mind. We have to change the way we see ourselves and the way that we see the world. And we have to see, look, see it as God sees it. And if I have to go to each and every single person, I'll say, how do you think, how do you see yourself? It'll be different to what God sees you. Depending on where, where you're at in your walk, depending on your relationship with God. And so I want to use the illustration of a lion this morning. Where's all the kids? Okay. So a lion has a different attitude than other animals. It has a different mindset. 
It's not the biggest, it's not the strongest, it's not the tallest, it's not the smartest animal, but he's respected. And an elephant is much bigger, much stronger. But when the lion looks at the elephant, what does he see? Breakfast, lunch, supper, breakfast, lunch, supper. On bite, middag, eat, and there's leftovers for the rest of the week. What does the elephant do when he sees a lion? He thinks, hey, I'm going to be breakfast, lunch, and supper. He's bigger, he's stronger, but he sees things differently. And so the lion sees, hey, I can eat this thing for lunch. And the elephant sees, hey, I'm going to be lunch. So the power of the elephant is the victim of his mindset. And I think for us, it's exactly the same thing. If we are Christ followers, Jesus is in us. The same power that resurrected him is in us, right? Can you say amen? Right. But we see ourselves in a a different way. Sometimes we are like that elephant. And we look at things totally different. But what does Paul say in Romans 12 verses 1 to 2? You can put that up for me, please. It says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Many of us have heard this verse, this scripture. But how many of us have taken hold of it and applied it? Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you can be transformed if you start to think differently. If you start to see yourself as God sees you. What Jesus has done for you, for each and every single one of us. And it's going to be a process for some of us. For some of it's going to be easier, depending on where you are, where you're at. And so, I wonder this morning, if I have to ask you this morning, are you in control of your thoughts, what the answers would be? Because most, most people grow up in a, in different, in, a, in a certain way, where they grow up with fear, with anxiety, with worry, depending on your circumstances. And when we look at what's happening in the world, especially this last two years, I think fear, worry, and anxiety has taken a toll on many people's mindsets, right? Can anybody say amen to that? There's, I mean, you can just think the, the influence of the media the, and what, what went through our minds and everything that was going on. And so, but the Bible says there's something we can do about it. There's something that we can do. We can actually renew our minds. And so we'll go and, and look at that a bit further. But So there's negative thoughts. There's worry. There's, there's even toxic thoughts. And so we need to renovate our minds. Say renovate. Okay, are there builders here? Who's the builders here? Born, there's some gebouw. So there's a couple of people that know about building here. And we need to renovate our minds. 
Our thoughts impact our lives. Our thoughts are incredibly important and dictate the trajectory of our lives. And listen to what a couple of famous people have said. Whether you think it or not, sorry, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. That's Henry Ford. Believe you can and you're halfway there. The happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. And then the last one, our thoughts make us what we are. And so Paul challenges us and he says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so what happens when you renovate? The, 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 this word transform, transform comes from the Greek word, I'm going to try and pronounce this, anakoinosis. Can somebody say that? Anakoinosis. Anakoinosis. All right. And it literally means renovation, to renovate. And so when you renovate something, we, we did some renovations in our home a couple of years ago. And when you do that, it's normally because things aren't right. You want it different. Some things are broken. It needs to be fixed. And you want it a different way and you want it new. And it's the same with our minds. We've got to look at our circumstances. We've got to look at our, our mindset and see what are the things that need to be changed and conformed to the Word of God and not to the world. And we need to be, it needs to be transformed. So if I had to go around this morning and ask, what kind of renovations does your mind need? I wonder what you will be able to say. And... Uh, Maybe you, some of you here this morning, because of the way that you grew up, your mind is still there, still on the things that were said to you when you were a child, and the things that was done to you when you were a child, the hurt, the, whatever you went through. Because people tend to focus on the negative and sometimes forget the positive, right? And so, what are those things? Maybe... Your thoughts, um, maybe you feel overwhelmed by your thoughts. You may be defeated by how you view yourself. People view themselves differently. I can go around and ask and you will, you will view yourself differently. Maybe you'll say, oh, I'm not an upfront person, or, I'm a quiet person, or um, I'm a people's person, or whatever the case is. We, we all see ourselves differently, right? And so doesn't matter how we see ourselves we've got to go look at what is our thoughts what is it how does it compare to the word of God and is it right is it true what are the negative thoughts actually you know what negative thoughts are actually we can look at them and say oh that's just it's just you know our bad thoughts are just negative it's not just negative it's actually toxic because it affects who we are and we've got, to go look at, we've got to go and isolate those toxic thoughts and then go through a process of getting them out of the way. And our thoughts have much value. Because what I'm thinking, I will display. When you look at me, you will actually see some of my thoughts because you are what you think about. There's a saying that you are what you eat. But you are what you think about. 
because the things that you think about the whole time will go into your subconscious mind and your life will display it. Let's say where the heart van fall is, you the mind van oor, right? Okay, so we've got to go look at those things and we've got to do something about it. And uh, we're going to dive into that now. So what are the things that we can do? I want you, if you can, take your phone, whatever, take notes of things that stand out for you because if you do this, your life will change. All right. And so the first thing that we can do is don't wait for the circumstances around you to change before you start changing your mind to the Word of God. I remember when I was young and uh, I grew up in the roughest part of Paul. Okay, one of the roughest parts of Paul. And uh, the area that we stayed in, there was a lot of um, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, um, physical abuse. And, uh, and when I saw all these things happening around me, I made a choice that I won't be like that. But there's other people that grew up with me and they accepted it as this is the way life is. And I'm going to, this is not just what it is. And they grew up doing exact same things. And I remember my stepfather telling me, you will never be able to, you will never be able to, you will never be able to. I could have believed that. But I actually used to say, but I will show you. I made a, a, a decision on what to do with a thought. But I wasn't saved. I got saved when I was 27. And then God had to show me that there's a lot of renovation that had to take place. I had to renew my thoughts on how to be a father. I had to renew my thoughts on how to be a good husband. And that just didn't just fall out of the sky. I had to go read his word. And what does his word say about being a good husband? What does his word say about being a good father? I was a leader in the business business area what does his word say about being a good leader in church what does the word say about each and every single one of us and how God sees us and so some people wait for their circumstances to change before they change who they are and they say oh, if I can only get out of this circumstances then I will do x y and z or then I will um, go to church more, then I'll go to com group, or then I will uh, serve, start to serve somewhere. Stop believing that you cannot control your thoughts. And as I said earlier, you cannot control your sub subconscious mind, but you can control your thoughts. And so how do you do that? Is by spending time in the Word. Because the more time you spend in the Word, the more you'll know what God's purpose is for your life. And so if you can put up that next scripture for me, Joshua 1 verses 8. It says, Do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it night and day. Say meditate. Meditate on it. Psalm 1 verses 2. The next one. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law, he meditates day and night. So the more that we meditate on the word of God, the more our thought process will change and our thinking will change. 
because the subconscious mind is your automatic thinking. And if you're going to constantly look at negative stuff and complain all the time and think about negative stuff, it's going into your subconscious mind. That's what you're feeding that. And that will come out at a stage. And your, your, the fruits, the outliving of your life, won't be so lacquer what God wants it to be. And so, you don't now go and take all those thoughts and write them down and say, okay, now I've got to do something about all of them. You take them one at a time. One thought at a time. You write it down. What does God's Word say? And then you, you focus on that until you get victory in that area. And if you struggle, there's people that can help you around, that's around you. There's common group leaders. There's um, leaders in the church. Um, there's people around you that you ca- can help you with that. 2 Corinthians 10 verses 5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive, say captive, every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And so we've got to capture our thoughts. So a lady called Priscilla Shira said the following, she said, taking thoughts captive means controlling them instead of letting them control you. As I said earlier, we are created in the image of God. Your world will look different if you take hold of that and you believe that. And you start to look at yourself as God sees you. And so we've, we've, we've got to start to change the way that we think. Sometimes we entertain thoughts. We look at stuff and we, inter- and we oh, there's something on the TV and, the, and it goes into a dodgy scene and then we entertain it. Does that mean you can't take it, that thought capture? It's never too late. Because if the Holy Spirit reveals to you this is wrong, you capture that thought, you switch off the TV, do whatever you need to take, go into the Word of God, and you don't do it again. When it happens again, you capture the thought again, one thought at a time. God won't give us this scriptures if we couldn't do something about it. We can do something about it. Say to the person next to you, I can do something about it. That's very soft. No, no, you don't have to say that's very soft. <laughs> So what is a practical example? Is forgiveness. One of the most basic things that we as Christ followers should be able to do, but one of the most difficult things for a lot of people. So you can go and say, but this person deserves it. They treated me bad and um, uh, they don't deserve to be forgiven. That is a toxic thought because Jesus died on the cross. He went through something that, that none of us would be able to go through. And he paid the ultimate price. So now how do you do that? You, you start saying, but okay, Jesus, if you've forgiven me for everything bad that I have done, I need to extend that same forgiveness. And so when those toxic thoughts come up, you say, I'm not going to entertain that. And you, you lay it at the feet of Jesus. And you say, Jesus, help me to forgive this person. 
Help me to forgive. And you do it over and over again. Every time that thought comes up. How do you know when it's worked? When it stings less. When it doesn't hurt that much anymore. And you can say it easily now. And you can say, Jesus, I've forgiven that person. And when it's something that you say that has happened and not something that you are going through, I have forgiven that person. It doesn't hurt that bad anymore. It doesn't hurt anymore. Then you know you've had victory in that area. Yes? The next one is fix your thoughts. When we fill our thoughts with the right things, the wrong ones have no room to enter. And how we do that is we set our minds on the things above. If you can go to um, that next scripture, Colossians 3, verses 2. It says, set your minds on the things above, not earthly things. So the more we set our minds on the things above, the less space there will be for toxic thoughts and bad uh, thoughts and th the way that we think to come in our, into our minds. And so a big thing that I want to challenge all of us on is what do we put in front of our eyes? Okay? Is a cell phone bad? It's not bad. It depends on what we watch on this phone or on the TV screen or on the computer. And so if I go into your phones now and there's a app on all the new all fairly new phones last three four you can go and watch see what have you spent most time on on what app did you spend most time on and if you do that I, I, I actually challenge you to go and do that and then you can see oh yesterday I spent so much time on that that day so much time on that did I spend 10 minutes in the word of God when I spent two hours on Facebook if you go watch Facebook the things that you watch the most if you, and you go and click on that video icon the things it, it captures the, the, the stuff that you look and it gives you more of what what you're looking at and so if I go and press that button on the phones now I wonder what's the things that will come up what are you looking at and so those are the things that you put into your mind If you can press mine, there'll be some knockouts and MMA fights and Shark Tank and uh, I like business stuff and weirdly I like to see how a guy knocks out somebody else. Um, so I've got to confess, um, I must stop that business. <laughs> so, so I want to challenge you. Is it the things that you put in front of your eyes is the things that are going to shape your thoughts. But you insert, can you What about the things that you're listening to? Podcasts and what are you listening to? Is it things that draw you closer to God? Or is it things that put negative thoughts in your mind that goes into your subconscious mind and that changes who you are 
And so the challenge for us is, what do we do? I can tell you now there's many Christians that spend two, three hours a day on their phone and then don't open their Bible. How do you expect to renew your mind, to change your mind, if you don't fill your mind with the Word of God? He is the truth. He is the way. He is life. And we've got to be, we've got to change our minds. In this time, this time of the year is the most difficult time for a lot of people. They're lonely, family, um, difficulty, whatever. And if they're not around people that can support them, that are there with them, that can pray for them, and that can point them towards Jesus, a lot of suicides happen this time of the year. We need to be the light in the darkness. How can we be the light in the darkness if we fill our minds with rubbish and fill our ears with nonsense? Gossip? Gossip will destroy you. And I've seen it destroy churches, congregations. And I want to say to you today, one of the biggest things that you can do is go and look, what does the Word of God say about gossip? Somebody comes to you, even if it's your best friend, say, but I love you, but I need you to go and sort that out with that person. And if you don't do it, I'm going to keep you accountable. I'll give you five days, or I'll give you whatever days. Because that way, you're teaching your friend how to be a Christ follower, and how not to entertain gossip. Which, which destroys people. And so what are the things that we're listening to? Don't listen to gossip. What you feed your mind becomes your mindset. So we have to test our thoughts. Now the, the, the clever people say that the average person thinks about between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day and between 2,500 and 3,500 thoughts per hour. That's what the clever people say. I don't know, but that's a lot of thoughts. Yo, that's right. What is your thoughts on that? We're not going to debate that. But it sounds like we're thinking a lot. And so, what are we putting in that we're thinking about? I know, it's, it's, but it's challenging. Just to... So, so yeah, Donnie, you're saying now we've got to capture our thoughts and we've got to test our thoughts. And, but how, we, how do we actually do that? I'm glad you asked. Because the Word of God tells us how to do that. You go to the next scripture, Philippians 4, verses 8. It says, finally, brothers and sisters. I'll add that in there. Whatever is true, say true. Whatever is noble, say noble. Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Hallelujah. Think about one, one verse. Gives us the answer on how to renew our minds, how to think differently. So here's homework for you. You write down this scripture and you go 
And all those words there. True. What does the Bible say about truth? Because there's a lie, and then there's truth. God's word is truth. So you go and study that. You go and study what is noble in the word of God. What is right? Right is the opposite of wrong. Sin is wrong. Whatever is lovely. We think about, how do we think about lovely things? We think, we think about carrot cake. No, man. That is lovely. That's nice. That's nice, but it's not lovely. Speckle. Oh, no, don't go there. Ooh, yeah. Oh, no. They, they know my weak spot. <laughs> Speckled eggs. Sure. Guys can pray for me for deliverance afterwards. <laughs> All right. So, so what I do now is when I go to the comma, I don't tell them I'm coming. I'm, just, I'm coming to the comma. I just, I just pitch up. Because if they know I'm coming, they put out speckled eggs. Now you've taken me totally off. Whatever is lovely. Think about the beautiful and the stunning things of life. Admirable. To be admired is something most people want. But do we want admirable thoughts? Thoughts that are credible um, and distinguished and to allow us in such a way that is commendable, right? Excellent. What is excellent? Excellent is the best of the best. Say best of the best. So we should have excellent thoughts, superb, fabulous thoughts. Thoughts, and that's thoughts that come out of the Word of God. Worthy of praise. You can tell me thoughts that are worthy of praise. God and His goodness and His creation. Well done. Well done. To think about God, His purpose, His plan and His creation for, for us, that's worthy of praise. So we've got to capture those thoughts those toxic thoughts by applying this scripture. Amen? Alright. Confess what you believe and not what you feel. The word says our mouth, that what we confess. So, those of you who know the story about uh, Caleb and Joshua, Caleb was a man in the bush that met his creator. And then Moses went and he, and he said to them, listen, go and spy in this land that God has already promised us. He sends 12 guys out. Ten of them came back. Two and, two and ten of them saw exactly the same thing. Ten of them said, we saw this land, beautiful, milk and honey, high walls, giants. They see us as grasshoppers in their eyes. And they were afraid and they didn't want to do it. Caleb and Joshua said, let's go, let's do this. They saw exactly the same thing, but total different mindsets. God has already promised them that, that land. And, and God says to Caleb, he says, because of his spirit, I will take him into that land. Spirit with a small s, 
his attitude, his mindset, because he believes in my word. He applies my word. And so the only difference is the mindset. What is your mindset today? Do you believe what God's word says about you? Do you believe those scriptures that we've put up? The elephant believed he's a meal. Celebrate the process. Second last one. We're going to get to the end just now. Celebrate the process. God, when he created the, the, the earth, on the third day, who can tell me what he did on the third, th- on the third day? Yeah, he's, he's only created some of the things. He hasn't created everything, but he paused and he celebrated and said, this is good. He hasn't created the human yet. He hasn't created, he hasn't finished his creation yet, but he paused and he said, this is good. That should be a big lesson for us. As we have those small victories, um, and we see that I'm making progress in the area of forgiveness, stop and celebrate. Thank God, say, God, thank you that I can get victory in this area. Thank God that I can change my thoughts, that that negative thought is, is becoming a positive thought. And then lastly, expect miracles. Say expect miracles. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. I've seen many people expect, they constantly expect negative things. And what happened to them? Negative things. The Bible says that what you think, that what a man thinks, that easy. And so if you're constantly going to think negative things, negative things are going to happen to you. My business partner, he believes that when it comes to any kind of technology, he's just got no, no way. And every time he tries to do something on a computer or on a phone or whatever, he just doesn't get it right. And then I go and say, listen, but come, let's sort it out. Let's... There's always a way to fix it. And then we fix it. It's a negative thought, positive thought. And so we've got to change the way. And we've got to expect God that He will come through in our lives. When we change our mindset and we focus on His Word and positive thoughts, that we will expect miracles. And yes, all of us are on a different place. Some of us struggle with different things. But how do you see your struggles? Do you see it as negative or do you see it as something that God can do a miracle through? And we know there's people that, that, that come from different backgrounds. They're in different spaces. Some people, I mean, Roland got bipolar. He was in deep depression. We all heard his, his testimony. How do you think he came out of that? And he came through that big depression by capturing one thought at a time. By not focusing on what the world says about it, but by focusing on what God says about it. And so 
faith for all of us should be the biggest thing that we focus on. Now, actually, the biggest thing is love. One, I think it's one, Colossians, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, it says, Faith, hope, and love, of which love is the biggest. But we should have faith. And they're talking about a mustard seed. If that seed get, gets put on a shelf for 50 years, it will stay a seed. But as soon as you put it in soil and you water it, a tree grows out of it. Fertile ground, a tree. And so this morning, are you a seed that needs to be planted in fertile ground and needs to be watered? So that God can use you and change your mindset to become this tree that people, that there will be fruit from, that people can see. And so what are you expectant of? Are you expecting that through your circumstances, through your thinking, through the renewing of your mind, God can come and He can do miracles? Yes, He can. Yes, He will come and do miracles. If you believe it, God will come and change your life. Your circumstances. And it's going to be a process. But at least God is going through it with us. So regardless of your circumstances, what you're going through, God is with us through the process of renewing our mind. So each and every single one of us can't say that, oh, I'm, I'm sorted, my mind is renewed. It's a process. Till the, till the day that we go to be with Him in heaven. Constantly renewing our mind. And so next week, Saturday, we are celebrating Jesus' birth. But why did he come? Why did he come to earth? Why was he born? Why did he die? Why did he rose? And why is he sitting at the right hand of God right now? for you, each and every single one of you, and for me. And so I want to urge you today, as we go into the rest of the week, preparing to celebrate His birth, constantly, every day is a new day. Wake up every day. And so today I'm going to renew my mind. Let's all stand. Father, we... We thank you for this morning, Father Lord. We thank you for the time of worship. We thank you for your word and the power of your word, Father. Father, and we, as we come towards the end of this year, and before we go into the new year, we are all in different spaces. You know our hearts. You know our minds. And Father, you know what thoughts needs to be renewed. You know how our, what in our minds needs to be renewed. And so this morning, I pray for each and every single one of us, Lord. Holy Spirit, that you will come. And that you will help us to renew our minds every single day. To be focused more on you. To be focused on your word. And how you see us. 
Jesus. You went to the cross for each and every single one of us. Why? Because you loved us. And you want us. And if you want us, you have a purpose for our lives. And if you have a purpose for our lives, we have to renew our minds so that we can walk out this life so that you can be glorified. That we can be a light in this dark world, Father. And we do that by renewing our minds. So Holy Spirit, come and help us. Each and every single one of us. Thank you, Lord. And with our eyes closed, maybe here this morning you hear this message. Um, you hearing about renewing your mind and Jesus dying on the cross for you. But you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. You don't spend time reading His Word. You don't have a relationship with Him. You don't know Him personally. You haven't experienced Him before. And you want to say this morning, Jesus, I want you to be Lord and Savior of my life. If there's anyone with you here this morning, I would love to pray with you. If there's a lady, the, the ladies will pray with you. If there's a man this morning, uh, we will pray with you. Is there anybody here this morning who says, I want to give my life to Jesus? You're more than welcome to come to the front afterwards. Um, if there's anybody. So, Father, we, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your love, your grace, your kindness, Lord, and we thank you for the power of your word. I pray that you will continue to, through this week, Father Lord, to help us walk this journey through of renewing our mind on, on a daily basis so that you can be glorified. In Jesus' precious name we pray that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Donnie. All right, guys, remember, next week, like Donnie said, Saturday is Christmas Day. So Saturday, the Christmas service will be. If you come here on Sunday, you're more than welcome, but you will be the only one. So just a reminder, there's coffee and tea at the back. Please stay and fellowship. And after that, enjoy your Sunday further.